Uh, it's the uh, it's the the Asian one that J.K. Rowling was like that exists, I guess. Did, what? Oh no, I was <laughs> actually mean, but the know. one that's called like Wizard School. Yeah, but just in Chinese. Ah, Harry Potter is actually cool, but grammatically incorrect. <laughs> the infiltrator. Corona. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Cor- corona warts. <laughs> I'm not helping you. I'm trying my best here. No, I'm not going to help you. I'm looking at Joe. I'm quarantining you. Okay, cool. Did you know that quarantine came from the Italian for 40 days? Mm, Because you were isolated for 40 days? Uh, On ships coming into harbor that were suspected of coming from plague-ridden cities, you would have to wait for 40 days on your ship in harbor before they let you off and took your goods. This Mm. sounds like Joe's writing something. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> Although, hmm. maybe well, I'll really cool. Maybe I'll steer away from plagues for the time being. That's fair. <laughs> Hello, Jonah with the game mechanics here. How can I help you? Okay, so you want to pretty much just be Iron Man, but in D and D, weird request, but all right. Uh, and you've got a friend who's like really into astrology. Did any particular class in mind? No? Okay. Uh, well, druids like to be outside, so I guess we'll go with that. Uh, anyone else in the party? A ranger, but they want to be bard-level horny. Oh, we could totally work with that. I've just unearthed some arcana that just so happens to fit all of those things exactly. Welcome to Talk and Shop. And we are here for another episode of Talk and Shop that Joe has decided preemptively to call Biscuit Meniscus. And now that he's said it, I'm not letting him take it back. That's the name of the episode now, everybody. Meniscus. Biscuit Meniscus. I'm not sure why it had to be. I've torn my meniscus. Or like the thing in a graduated cylinder where water has... Prehens- like ten, 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 I'm Joe Biden. Uh, has <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. Nice surface start. tension. Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. Uh, Save it for villagers. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, yeah, especially now that Pete's gone. shop's not supposed to be politically charged. <laughs> That's true. Joe. Anyway, let's villagers get. However. Let's move on to the Elon Musk artificer real quick. Hey. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we are here. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Uh, we're looking at subclasses part three of Unearthed Arcana 2020. I guess this. I don't know. Did this come out in March or February? Mm, my that, favorite. February. Month? February. Yeah. So we're we're getting to it a little bit later. We're quite this in March, but yes, yeah, so we're each going to take one of these subclasses and give it the old pat down, see what it's got in those pockets. Um, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. E- just eat that microphone in. Mm-hmm. Eat it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I will go first here, and I have got the Armorer Artificer, uh, which is fun and interesting, and it's actually the one that I like the best out of the three of these. I think mm-hmm. we all ended up with something that we gravitated towards. Uh, and so I'm not obviously as familiar with the Artificer as a full class because it's... Is, is it Has it been officially published? Did they put mm-hmm. that in the Eberron one uh, finally, it's officially? both Eberrons. Yeah. yeah. They just like flushed it out more in the second one. Yeah. The Battlesmith and the uh, Gunsmith? Is, what is it? The Alchemist. Alchemist. Yeah. Alchemist is in the original one and the other two are in the new one. Yeah, gotcha. so there's one that's get, that gets like a turret and there's one that gets a flubber and then... There's one that gets a big boy. There's one that gets a big boy, and then this one Alchemist becomes Iron flubber. Man. Hmm? You don't get flubber with Alchemist. It's kind of like a flubber, though. kind of get a flub. It's kind of like a flubber. I'd have no idea I if I literally looked at this class the other day, and there's no pet. <laughs> there's no flub? Hmm? Yeah. 
Look that no, up. No, for, for the for the subclass. I'm gonna look it up. I'm right pretty now. sure. You just keep talking, and I'm gonna prove you wrong here. In a uh, either way, I would the, allow a the, flubber. Yeah. No, well, no, the other ones, going. the keep other going. artificers, get some sort of something like a turret or a flubber or whatever. Y'all comment down below if you think they actually get a flubber. Uh, but this one becomes Iron Man. Uh, so the armorer. You, as an armorer, are an artificer who specializes uh, in... Whoa, I started that sentence in the wrong way, I guess. Hello, I've been in two rehearsals all week. Uh, artificer who specializes as an armorer modifies armor to function almost like a second skin. <coughs> the armorer... Yeah, that was unfortunate, wasn't it? <laughs> I hate it. Hey, everybody, I'm sorry. Yeah, you took that I one did up that and didn't you. land it. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you stop making foley noises and just read um, the damn line? Uh... <laughs> All right, no mouth crimes in this one, I guess. This uh, is a good energy to start yeah, with. Yeah, it's really Save it for <laughs> villagers. We're recording villagers right after this. It's true. I can't. I can't uh, blow my load early. The armorer is enhanced to hone the artificer's magic, <laughs> unleash potent attacks, and generate a formidable defense. The artificer bonds with this armor, becoming one with it, even as they experiment with it and refine its magical capabilities. How do you think this uh, compares to the other? Like, I have a magical thing, like the the hex blade where yeah, it's like I, I i like this because i, f I it feels in line with what the artificer like does with mm -hmm. the other stuff and i think that it's uh from my understanding uh nice that it's different like it gets something that's cool and unique to the subclass but different enough and like s separates itself yeah from the others enough like it's not a turret it's mm -hmm. like it's armor for your body and also it makes sense that a person who's an artificer would be like yeah let me make cool magic armor for myself right like, that that seems like a logical progression to me and this is a subclass that it makes sense for there to be right off the bat i love that this is in the world like, think about running into NPCs with, like, specialized suits of armor or whatever yeah. that the DM can take license with. That would be a lot of fun to, to design for, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, yeah, to, to have the bit of creativity and, like, the customization uh, sort of options that you can get uh, that would, you know, work hand-in-hand -hand with your regular artificer stuff in addition to, you know, what this is. Mm -hmm. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, so at third level, you get tools of the trade, which you're proficient with heavy armor, uh, which you were not already. I think that they only get medium. Yep. Uh, you also gain proficiency with smith's tools. If you already have this tool proficiency, you gain proficiency with another type of artisan's tools of your choice. And you get armorer spells. Ah, subclass spells. I love mm, them. Tasty. Sorcerers. Still don't have all of them. It's fine. Uh, Armor spells, you always have these prepared. They don't count against the number of ones that you can prepare. Uh, so third level, you get magic missile, shield. Fifth level, mirror image shatter. that should get subclass spells. Right? It's weird that you they don't. You get options. You get options, but you don't just get them. You yeah. should just have them. Have like, them on there. I still don't understand why you don't just have them, because like they're, you get so few still. Well, I think I think as original, I think as originally designed, like just player's handbook, right? Mm -hmm. It makes sense, because it's like a way of distinguishing like Full casters versus half casters mm. versus like prepare, prepare. I get my calf casting from a different place. Right, like if it, it functions as a pseudo way to be like, yeah, warlock and sorcerer, you're more like a focused caster, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But at this point now that in the you've game, added new classes and you've added all this other stuff, it just feels like handicapping. Yeah, because yeah. you have some classes that you've, like your subclasses that you've pitched that are like, you get extra spells. Right. So it's like, well, then just you're you're gonna have to bust it and do the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they, they all need it. If some have it, 
We've gotten to the point where everybody, like almost everybody at this point, is dipping their toes into magic a little bit. So mm-hmm. they should just have that. But that's a whole other thing. Uh, at ninth level, you get Hypnotic Pattern and Lightning Bolt. Um, what's up? Just Tony Stark. Pew, pew. Uh, 13th, Fire Shield and Greater Invisibility. 17th, Pass Wall and Wall of Force. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, you just get those. You don't have to worry about preparing them. Uh, love that. Very, very Iron Man. Yeah, uh, yeah, and a lot of them like magic missile, like, and yeah, pew, a, pew. a lot of those feel like, oh yeah, I'm shooting cool stuff out of my magical armor. Like, this, this all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, design wise, it's all very cohesive so far. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, third level, also you just get a bunch of these uh, features here at third level. There's tools of the trade, armor, spells, and power armor, which I guess you know isn't really a you know quote ton of stuff at third level because like a tool proficiency and spells that you get progressively in. But you know whatever. Yeah. Um, Power armor. Your metallurgical pursuits have led you to making armor a conduit for your artificer magic. As an action, you can turn a suit of heavy armor you're wearing into power armor, provided you have Smith's tools in hand. Whoa. As an action? As an action. It's one it's a suit of armor that you're already wearing. But only if you're holding a hammer. Yes. If you have your Smith's what? Correct. That's I'm trying to imagine that visually. <laughs> you start like hammering on your like your legs. I think it's I think it's the idea of magic of like ding. Uh, now it's magical. Ding. But fuck off! It should be a preparation, like that you have to prepare it. Right. Well, yeah. Like, like, over uh, a like after rest, rest or something. Not? Yeah. Well, I, like I mean, that. I would because it's about inventing things and tinkering. Not well, ding. It's ready. Well, my thought would be less of like a rest, prepare it, but mm. more of like. It just is this. I mean, I guess there's some features that would that would that when you it would do be it, that. yeah, it would just be that whenever right. because it's just magic. The the action yeah, thing's weird. That's fine. I just I find it so weird that it's like now it's done. Yeah, that's very strange. Ding, ding. What? Like, did you like pre? It's like such video game bullshit of yeah. like, I had just equipped the armor. And, and my understanding of I the artificer. I had a full meal to heal. <laughs> ding. All the cheese. All the cheese wheels as I um, fight the dragon. Uh, the the thing that I I I think the artificer is going for, and what people usually like about it, is mm. the idea that you're tinkering and that you're you're sort of creating, and you know, people like mm. the idea of an actual progression of building something. Yeah. And I feel like, however many times we go into like you know magic items or making spells or other things, there is no system in D and D for that, like, building feel. There's no there's nothing that gives you. I have all of these options and choices and a limited amount of resources. Yeah. I'm going to build the thing that I need for the situation. Yeah, there's there's a limited sort of like loose guidelines yeah. somewhere kind of tucked away. But Plus, that's there is a there is there is a thing in the DM's handbook yeah. that's like here's how it's done, but they literally made it so complicated yeah. so that no player would ever do it. It's like making a game rule that's so complicated because you're like, I didn't really flush this out and yeah. I don't want people to explore it. Yeah. And it can kind of bust the game if like a player at level two crafts like an umbral sword of b- bullshit slaying whatever. Like, it, right. It's like got gold costs and stuff and it's like, well, you're you're sort of fa- you're sort of imagining an economy here well, no, that thing, makes the sense. The thing that fucks it up to me is the, the time cost. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, oh, it's going to take you like five years. It's like, and cool, it's like, when do I have that? Wh- Nobody plays like very rarely do you see a D and D campaign where like anyone's gonna be like okay we're gonna take a five year jump. What right. do you want to do, wizard? In five years, you want to make one magical item, or do you want to like 
deck out a citadel tower right. where you raise yeah. several spells a day yeah. in that place, and now I can I can teleport there, and it's protected, and like, well, I'm gonna fucking take the tower. Like, Easily. Yeah, instead of one thing. Like, yeah. Uh, it's just, and, and that to me seems more, I'm more interested in them flushing something out like that. For the like, crafting? Like, I would love, uh, Matt Colville wrote a book recently, right, uh, that they kickstarted it and made and I haven't gotten a chance to look at it but it's like arms and armies mm. and it's like mm. it's like how you function D&D with like war fronts and like strategic like a player controls a small battalion Joe and I swear I'll be done with this really fast no you're fine you're right? fine I but love like, this but like was like hey let's talk about the things that the game doesn't really cover and let's come up with ideas mm. for maybe like how we could do that right? right like it doesn't have to be like the set in stone rule like Matt Mercer Matt Mercer in the first campaign, when uh, Tiberius was still part of their campaign, he had uh, he let their sorcerer craft magical items. So like, yeah. mm. like one of the things that like he was interested in was making magic items. Mm. So like Matt was like, okay, yeah, let's talk about like how, how we can put that in the game. And I think that stuff is cool. And I think, I think what the game expects is a DM to do most of that. I think most on, I think at surface level, this game is a dungeon crawl. It's yes. why like. At its most base level, Adventurers League, you're basically just dungeon crawling. If you want to RP, that's not the place to do it. Unless you find a really good group, and I right. hope you, I hope I you hope do. you do because we right? didn't, like, but I hope you do. Uh, but like, uh, so like, I'm more interested in books like uh, Salt Marsh, right? oh, which are yeah. like, oh. hey, let's come up with some tool sets. For for DMs, ships in the sea, man. Right, so that's good. all I need. You don't have to give me pre-written adventures. Yeah, I just like I would love some help with like, hey, here's here's several different rule sets for how to like how a character could craft magical items if they wanted to like, in a reasonable time frame. What does it look like? Actually what use? does it look like yeah. for a fighter that's I'm a fighter blacksmith? I wanted to be like a blacksmith from a small town that could also fight. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it like for him to craft magical items versus? a wizard to craft magical items that's like i maybe can't make the items but like yeah i have all this magic like right what can we do you can't there's not a set ruler that can be applied to every character for that in the same way that like if you look at large-scale warfare in D D, it doesn't make sense no it doesn't like it takes too much time no dm could run 100 NPCs, you have to use it more as a backdrop than anything. Exactly. Yeah, where you zoom in on a certain scene, but like overall, it's more of just a general gist of what's happening. You can't yeah. you can't use the set combat system. You've got to just right. have it in a different and, yeah, and set of rules. That's totally fine that you want to like zoom in, but, but like what it ends up pigeonholing a lot is like let's follow this one group on their like SEAL Team Six mission Slash while, burn. The, while the war happens over here, and they like, oh, they raised the gate. Okay, now now the war goes this way, and those are all cool things. Yeah, but that's all you can ever do with war. Yeah, as opposed dressing. to like, wh- what if I give some players control of that while a rogue goes and does the SEAL Team Six mission? Yeah, like these yeah. are the things that like I wish they would make more books about and less like less like. We got a Magic the Gathering book, and it's like yeah. cool. Like throw that in too, but like give me some stuff that's like meat for DMs because you only have one DM handbook. In all the books they've made, there's only one book that's like, hey, this one, this is resources for you, is right. for the DM. Yeah, like a DMG part two, the most oh integral God. thing for the game. 
What would you want in it? You would want large scale tactics in the DMG part two. Uh, like, you would want uh, econo- I would want. I do want like an actual economic breakdown of like how to build a city and like have people meaningfully interact with trade and how you can make really cool stories out of. There's a shipment of pearls that's gone missing, and all of a sudden the war across the sea means that pearls are in fucking high demand. Right? Can your players like take advantage? I would love something simple to like you know yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. Kind of like how uh, Uncharted Worlds has like an asset system. Yeah. Yeah. And you can determine whether it's like a high-level asset or a low-level asset. Um, well, this is something I think Matt Mercer does brilliantly yeah. in Critical Role. It's just like he's doing it on his own. Right. Which is like, I mean, it is somewhat up to a DM to be like, okay, what what are these things? What but do like, I want to do? Yeah. It would be so fascinating, at least to me, for them to like make a book that is like, I mean, I would assume the reason they don't is because the demand for DMs is through. The, nobody wants to. Right. Everybody wants so to it's play. like, who's going to buy the book? Heavy lies the crown. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. though? but it's yeah. like, who's, yeah. who's going to buy the book for DMs? I mean, I would happily at but the like, table, basically. Yeah, this table at the table. <laughs> you're you're looking at one in every seven people in a group because you're not going to buy multiple copies anyway. If it's here with your your right. your ride or die friends. Sorry, I have a cheese it in my mouth. I'm sorry. Yeah, the uh, craft services didn't go quite as fancy this time around, y'all. It's it's not a sandwich platter. It's, Call it's my some ass out, <laughs> hey, everybody. If you notice, you've been looking into the corner of your room, your eyes crossed. This has been my grievance corner. <laughs> oh, we're here. Oh, oh, oh shit. I didn't realize you oh, snuck it in. You didn't even know. Don't turn around. Oh, Don't look too hard. Don't look back. <laughs> oh, damn. We're in the grievance corner. I'm going to have to dig up that fucking jingle. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, it's so familiar. Yeah, it's so run, foreign to me. Anyway, I'm running. I'm running talking about the artificer again. Let, let, let's, let's put a pin in that because I definitely want to keep talking about like those big scale systems. And you, Andrew, gave me this wonderful idea for for a campaign that we should do which is a campaign at level one at level like seven and at level 15 and it's the story of one city Mm. and it's like what do you do in the five years intervening like we have like one story set at like the beginning of their career one in the middle and then one in the end game oh hell yeah yeah i think that'd be really fun that'd be dope as hell yeah no i mean like that's what that's what i think is so cool about the level system in the game is like it can be such a good passage of time yeah but no one Ever, I, I I really think it's a perversion of like video games. They think orcs the are made of experience. Like, well, yeah, in the sense that it's like we level up, but this is also three actors coming at D and D versus True. like like a game system where it's like no, I just get stronger, like I learn more things. Like it can make sense. Yeah, a level up can make sense in that way, but it can also make sense in like two years pass. I'm a little bit older and stronger now. Yeah, like, right, I learned right. more shit. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, like because like some of the coolest shit in the DM handbook is like involves fortresses and right mm-hmm. and like stuff that rarely do you get to see players uh, actually interact with actually get like some of the coolest spells for wizards are like teleport right where it's like yeah. I can always return to this place but to pick a certain place a new place right I have to cast this every day for a year in this one spot right. You're very rarely going to encounter that unless it's like, but like so cool, yeah. That you can de- like some of the, like the cool shit that druids get, where it's like Ugh, I can create yeah. like my own environment. The weather control one. Well, you know? like uh, they have one that's like where you can basically it, like it's pseudo like create a domain. 
Almost oh. like like it's like if you yeah, found it, a it, cave, it's, right? It's, it's like the cleric thing or the wizard thing sanctuary, where you can like make a, make for, a fortress. fortress or sanctuary right. or what have you. But, but it, it's like, like this is my cool ass woods. That's you get to, like, amazing. You get to pick like several spell. different things from it, like where it's like uh, like there's defenses, like grasping vines, where like yeah. anybody that you is an enemy to you, you would be like grasped in that area. You, a lair monster, yeah, with legendary lair actions. It's pretty much, yeah. Sounds amazing. Like you like you can create fog in it. Like it's just like a really cool thing that we, you don't get to explore a lot in this game because most everybody is doing a, a one-off where they kill goblins and get to level two. Right. And, and there's that's... nothing wrong with that because that's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. But like at, at a certain, like at a certain point there's venues of the game that I want to explore that like, yeah. Rules for world building. Yeah. That are not in, so cool to me. That not aren't in the just, lore sense. Yeah, not that, in like that's the, not just like, that, okay, you're in water deep now, but like here are tools for you to build your world, but that's gonna help you right. that will make it much easier for you to build your own thing rather than play in this space, but right. the, and not the tools that, to create. And not that like only the cast of critical role gets to enjoy. Yes. Like right. and again, that's a lot on a DM to be like like I'm gonna understand. Mercer this. made that his job. Yeah. It and literally his, his job. And yeah. is now his Job, job gets paid yeah. for it. and like that's awesome yeah i like you know what i mean like for i sure. can't even fathom what like you know anyone could do like if they were like i'm getting paid to work cool yeah <laughs> you know what right. i mean like awesome i, I get to do that every it. day right like yeah. that's awesome um but like for a dm i just like yeah my, I, know, I would love more books like that my also, wish list wizards of the coast software for writing maps of cities mm. and oh. locations. Yeah. Like a, yeah, city and location sort yeah. of generator software. Like a oh. usable software. A really cool, I would pay 30, um, 40 fucking dollars, whatever you need. Yeah. There's a really cool one that exists. It's not Wizards. Um, it's like World Anvil. Mm. Yeah, World mm. Anvil, yeah. You're welcome. Free, whatever. Like, uh, But the only thing that sucks to me about it is it's a subscription-based thing. Right. And I'm just like, uh, like I just like... Just let me buy it one time and I'll right. use it forever, <laughs> like, like everything else we're supposed to. Like, make it more expensive and let yeah. me buy it one time. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, like even that, I was like, I would rather spend $50 now than this thing that is D&D where, like, so many things fall through. Yeah. Don't it's hold like, me over a barrel. Yeah, where it's like, well, I'm paying for this month and I'm not even going to play in my world this month. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem feasible. I don't know. Yeah. I have pulled my legs out of the quicksand and I'm now sprinting away from the grievance corner. I'm still stuck, but I'm looking at you and cheering you on. As I yell at you. I push Joe out of the grievance corner. I'm free. I I, I pull you alongside me and I say, listen, power armor. It's a third level armor feature. Okay, uh, so you've got the armor. Uh, you banged it with your special hammer. I did. And now, and now it's magic. Uh, if guys, the armor... Guys, there's no... There's Don't no, turn back. There's no flubber, guys. No! no Fuck you, there's no flubber. Don't turn back. It's I looked like it up. Eurydice. There's no, lo- there's no there's flubber? There's no flubber. Damn. The only thing close is that all, all artificers get a homunculus. <laughs> but that's not close. So fuck off! Well, what does the oh, keep going? You're good. But what? But what does the alchemist, alchemist get? That's really not the good flubber? with potions. You get like once a day random potions. Maybe and it like was... your potions get better. It may have been an old one. I think it was an old unearthed arcana. It's not real anymore. Damn. Also, we need real potion so rules. Don't you false information? So ping. on talking shop, Jonah. How I would look up your sources. Cite your sources. Uh, I'm gonna find that unearthed arcana where Mine's there is D&D a flubber. Beyond. Um, 
So if the armor normally has a strength requirement, it does not have that now. Mm. Um, so that's fun. Plate you can use the, uh, yeah, I mean, just like, ooh, it's my fancy plate. Does, doesn't matter if my strength's an eight. I dumped it, and it doesn't matter. Uh, you can use the power armor as a spellcasting focus for your artificer spells. Dig it. This makes sense. Uh, which is also weird that you had to hit it with your special hammer before that, because if it's a spell focus, it's fine. Uh, the power armor attaches to you and cannot be removed against your will. It also expands to cover your entire <laughs> body. You get venomed. And it replaces any missing limbs functioning identically to a body part that it is replacing. Super cool. Cool as fuck. That Love it. is dope. Love dope. it. I am into it. I like Love that it. they like I like that they thought to include that. Yeah. I thought that's really cool. Um, the armor continues to be power armor until you doff it, you don another suit of armor, or you fucking die. Hate this. Or you beef it. I hate this. That it, that it's no longer a magic suit of armor that you made if you totally beef it? Does it come from you, or does it come from the thing that you created? That's What's the point of it. the artificer if you can't make it things? Feels like make a sustainable, like... It feels like a crafting class. Tell me I can make one suit of armor. I'm okay with that. It takes unobtainium, and there's only, like, one of them, right? But I made... Uh, I made it. And it just is. So I've got a I've you. got, you know, my my suit of armor that I then give to my child as I end my adventuring days. I've maxed out my level. Yeah, cool. All right, I'm retiring. You take my suit of armor now. That's still going to be magic because I made a magic suit of armor. Pause. Cuz here's my problem with what you just said, Jonah, okay. because I think it's what they're trying to avoid by this statement. Okay. Giving it to other people. Right. Mm. Everybody now has power armor. Correct. Even if you can only make one, giving it to another person, like, is. I could, oh, I'll just take it off. We'll take it, we'll take two minutes. Put it on the barbarian. We'll take 15 minutes and I'll put it on, uh, well. The rogue. Let's put it on the rogue or let's put it on the wizard. Yeah. Right? Like, ha ha, now it's cool. Right? Like, that breaks it. All you had to do to fix that was just say, only you can wear it. Yeah, requires attunement. Yeah. No, because again, because no. because I think. I think something that they constantly are working with mm -hmm. is Adventurers League mm -hmm. and thinking about like stuff like that. And right, if you throw that into the game, mm. then it's like, okay, we'll just take a short rest so that the wizard can attune to it, right? Like you're just creating right. speed bumps for any forward progress. Uh-huh. Interesting. Like, all like in in my opinion, all you gotta say is only the artificer can wear it. Yeah. Right. Like boom. Like forget forget the awesome Tony Stark, let me put somebody else in my Iron Man suit moment. Sorry. You don't get it. You still don't get it under these rules. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. you just, like... Or give it, like, an insanely insane possible catastrophic drawback. If you're going to put, if it, if you're gonna put it on somebody else, it's not tuned to them. It might explode. It sure. might, like, into their guts. Sure. Something horrible. But I think, like, I think the goal was to keep it from being, like, oh, yeah. A, everybody gets power armor. Yeah. B, uh... Lending it. Lending it out. Yeah. yeah. So I guess then at that point, if you, you know, if you reach that time of your campaign where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, story-wise, like, my character's going to retire and, like, we're ending the campaign, whatever, it, it, it just becomes, you know, onus of, you know, the player the and the DM to yep. just be like, hey, story-wise, this is what's happening. Like, this character's done, ta-da, whatever. Right. Uh, but it's not in the rules. But, like, but you want to, if you're playing an artificer, make a thing that is magic and stays magic. It ju it's just not you. Yeah. It's supposed to not be you doing it. You made it, and now it's made. Yeah, it's made, and now it exists as its own separate thing. I think like God and his imperfect creations. I like. Mm. I think part of the thing that they're still trying to like fight against in this, and I think it's why it took 
the artificer so long to come out yeah is the we don't want characters to be able to create magic items right like i like i truly think <sighs> yeah. it's it, like that's part of the reason the fight has been there for so long is because it's like we don't want to give them that ability because it is to some extent game breaking if i can be like here's boots of flying at level three we let we've we come to a chasm give me rope we i walk out you know what i mean yeah like, yeah not, and not that you can't solve those problems in other ways but like yeah it takes away a lot of a, a game that is solely about problem solving yeah right it takes a lot of the problems out of like anyone else's hands right yeah I think also a lot of the issues with creating things in these games, because I often think about like spell creation and how much I love that in like Oblivion so, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The D and D world is not built on numbers of like velocity and speed and mass and weight. It's not built on like location numbers. It's entirely in words. Mm -hmm. So you're not able to say, you know, you have levitation because you're you're suddenly way less or whatever like that. You can say it, but it 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 is only ever a function of being understood and processed like Pontypool in other people's brains and said out loud at the table. Mm -hmm. You can't just say this does, you know, uh, X, Y, Z points of weight encumbrance or something like that. Right. Uh, like, you know, uh, any of the oblivion spells where you could weigh people down with a touch or something. Right. And with that, you at third level, when you get your power armor, get to choose your armor model. <laughs> oh boy. We'll keep it rolling. Don't worry. Oh, shut up. Uh, you can customize your power armor. When you do so, you choose either the Guardian or the Infiltrator model. It gives you special benefits when you wear it. Each model includes a special weapon. When you attack with it, it's uh, basically like you're casting a spell. You use your intelligence modder instead of your strength or dex for the attack and damage rolls. You can change its model whenever you finish a short or long rest, provided you have Smith's tools in hand. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> the look. The look. Uh, so you can choose if you have the Guardian. It has the following features. Thunder gauntlets. <laughs> Your armored fists each count as simple melee weapon and deals 1d8 thunder damage on a hit. A creature hit by the gauntlet has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you until the start of your next turn as the armor magically emits a distracting pulse when it attacks someone else. You also get defensive field. You gain a bonus action that you can use on each of your turns to gain temporary hit points equal to your level in this class, replacing any, replacing any temporary hit points you already have. You lose these temporary hit points if you take the armor off. Cool. I like the defensive field. Yeah, just always giving yourself a buffer and then thunder gauntlets. I, it's like compelled duel, but better. Yeah. Um, th that is my issue with it. The the creature hit by the gauntlet has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you. That's uh -huh. basically like half of the reasons to play certain parts of like the Battlemaster. Yeah, or, or like or a like, paladin. Or ancestral guardian barbarian. Yeah. Like the whole idea is that like those have costs usually, mm -hmm. whether it's like your, your rage or your superiority dice or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. With this, it's just always. But also I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get why it's like to me. It should be disadvantaged on attacks against you. Oh, well, I think it's because uh, it's like in, in sense, that's like the, a dodge action. Sure, but in the sense that it's like you're creating, you're like it's thunder damage, right? So we're assuming right, that it's like a shaky. concussive force. <laughs> why is it at disadvantage on everything else but you? Yeah, yeah. I think the, that the, the line of logic to me doesn't make sense. Like I get. I get the intent of this is the guardian one, so like this is like your bulwark. I'm going in there and like I am, I am I'm the first line of, of defense. I'm the center of attention. I get it in that respect, but from like the flavor standpoint of what you're doing in combination there, it gets a little, a little iffy. 
I, I just feel like they should have cut the back half of that. It magically it should emits. have just been like, you do extra damage, but also you gain temporary hit. Like, the right. temporary hit point points thing is awesome. It's great. Yeah. And super cool. And it's like a, like a shield or whatever. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't get the, like... The forced tank center of attention thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you're already doing extra damage. I don't I'm, know. Even if you just... I mean, I, it could be as simple as, like, solving it as, like, you know, once per short rest or whatever, you can designate a creature or something. But if it's always again, on, then it nullifies, like you said, a yeah. lot of the, like, the other as classes written? and things. Yeah. Defensive field, though, I dig it. Defensive field is dope. Uh, also, man, if you're like a you know a level twenty artificer, every every turn, 20, 20 hit point buffer, twenty hit point buffer. Can I make good. a side note real quick? Please, two seconds. Please, right? Uh, I'm getting dragged back. No, no, no. It's, My feet it's, are sinking into the sand. Here's what I'm gonna say: the look we talked about earlier, right? Whenever you finish a short or long rest, provided you have Smith's tools in hand, you can change this armor. Okay. I dislike I like the I like the thought and I've said this before of like you have to stick with your choices uh-huh. in the sense of like if yeah. I create this now well the thing that I think is cool about this class this is maybe the only class that I think you should be able to do this with you can get away with that but I think it should be I create a new armor yeah <laughs> right why would it be the same right like material only have one right but it may yeah. be like I need to buy another suit of armor yeah to and then cr- and then craft it. Yeah. Now I can have this, yeah. and my other armor becomes non-magical because I haven't been taking care of it. Right. right. Now, I think that, yeah, you have to stick with your choice. So I'm like, you know, you can change it, but it requires making another suit of armor. But short rest just seems that's ridiculous. It doesn't seem to fit, like, I'm creating something. Again, again it doesn't. Yeah. that's our problem. Yeah. Fundamentally, they aren't looking at it from a point of view of, like, I'm creating this. It's, it's like, magic. I am magic, and I'm infusing my magic into the items Correct. as they Versus exist. Versus what we're like. Right. The artificer's a crafter. Modularity right. has never been my issue with, like, the, like I think about the Warforged when I think about this, where yeah. you can, like, go in between different, like, like armored oh, sort like of the, capacities. The hardwood, I love dark that. Like, core. I thought there was a choice that you had to pick at the beginning. Mm, I think sure. there's, like, a different, you can, the, the armor is, no, there's, um, the armor you can change. Cool. Like, yeah. your, your, your base AC. set of skills and stuff. Basically, your different AC. amounts of, yeah. Yeah. But um, force is dope. Like that's always been cool because it's about items, you know, like simple things outside of ourselves. But this is really determined not to have anything be outside the player character. Yeah, it's all, it's all still in relation to the player character. Infiltrator, you can customize your armor for subtle undertakings. It has the following features: lightning launcher, a gem-like subtle. node. It's a very subtle, a very subtle gem-like <laughs> node appears on one of your armored fists or on the chest. Your choice. Uh, it's Iron Man. It's, it's Iron it's Man. It's just Iron Man. It counts as a simple ranged weapon with so a subtle. normal range of 300. I'm oh, sorry, with a normal range of 90, long range of 300, deals 1d6 lightning Good damage on a hit. God. Once on each of your turns when you hit a creature with it, you can deal an extra 1d6 lightning damage. Pew, pew. Uh, your walking screed increases by five feet with powered steps. Mm, I love my walking screed. I am a walking screed. <laughs> second skin. Uh, second skin. The armor's weight is negligible, and it becomes form-fitting and wearable Ooh. under clothing. It's, this is my sassy armor. So uh, if it normally to get my imposes character artwork done by some artist, I'm like oh, zero suit Samus huge. over here. Uh, if the armor normally imposes disadvantage on stealth checks, the power armor does not. Okay. So the previous page, you wear a you wear armor. You yeah. find 
Krangus's armor shop and you put on the shittiest plate armor you can I, find. I got some real shitty armor from Krangus for you, sure. You take a short rest. Yes. And then at the end of your short rest where you're hanging out in Krangus's shop and he's like, why haven't you left, boy? You're like, cuz, you, guess you, what the fuck's up, Krangus? Slang, and then, like, the crappy, like, ro- like rusted breastplate just slurps into your body. Like, <laughs> like, what is this supposed to look like? Mm. What is this supposed to be? Are we making it or not? It's body paint. It's just, well, but I, No, no, it's it's body paint. It's body paint armor. Like, it, it was a big, shitty, heavy plate from Krangus, but then... <laughs> mm, now, it's, now it's body paint. Why have armor at all? Because if the armor paint. doesn't matter, if you just ha- it, why not just wear like mm. like uh, everything's made up and the armor doesn't matter. Why wear, not just give them an AC boost. Wear an armor like With wear no armor. a sheet you of get steel. Magic armor. It has. It's not armor. Put a shield on a necklace. Wear it around. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck are we doing here? What is armor? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Anyhow. Oh my god. Anyway, sorry. It's form fitting. At fifth level, you get an extra attack. Pew pew. Two I hate this. lightnings. I have I have problem. No, I don't have problem. <laughs> I don't. Very problematic. I don't know why you would play a tank artificer, but whatever. <laughs> Each their own. Armor modifications at ninth level. You learn how to use your artificer infusions to specially modify the armor enhanced by your power armor feature. Now I like this. The armor counts as separate items for the purposes of your infuse items feature. Nice. This, I like how this integrates with the core mechanics of the class. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it gets divided into armor, the chest piece, uh, boots, bracers, and a weapon. Each of those items can bear one of your infusions. In addition, the maximum number of items that you can infuse at once increases by two, but those extra items must be part of your power armor. Mm. It's cool. That's super cool. Mm. I like that a lot. Because it's that. like you're crafting your armor. Right. Yeah. As you get stronger and get to know your armor more, you get to Tony Tar- Stark Mark II your armor. Tony Tark Stark Mark II, yes. You know it, Tony Mark Tark III, Stark Mark IV. Tony Tark. He's the man. He didn't die. And now Ultron is the big bad of my D&D. 15th level perfected armor. It is Perfect. Your power armor gains additional benefits based on its model. The Guardian, tinkering with your armor's energy system, leads you to discover a powerful pulling force. When a creature you can see ends its turn within 30 feet of you, you can use your reaction to force the creature to succeed on a strength saving throw against your spell save DC or be pulled up to 30 feet toward you to an unoccupied space. If you pull the target to within 5 feet of you, you can make a melee weapon attack as you punch the fuck out of it with this reaction. You can use this reaction a number of times equal to your intelligence modifier. You regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Calm down, Usador. Um, so I guess five times... A day, you can pull somebody 30 feet towards you and punch them if they get real close. Nice. Can I? I don't know about that as a capstone. Uh, It's not impressive. Um, But can I throw, like, so with, with as written, right? Yeah. I can see where this is capstone-y in the sense of, like, I can pull big boss. Right. Or people next to big boss. Like, I can. Get over here. Right, and I can hit them, and then for that turn, they're gonna have disadvantage if they want to get anything else but me. That's true. Right? Like this is true. In combination, this is like making this better. Yeah, it makes that feature better. I do, I do want to observe the first sentence. 
tinkering with your armor's energy system leads you to discover a powerful pulling force. This uh, what the uh, fuck is that sentence? The thing is that it sounds like nonsense. Jonah, I just need you to know how powerful this pulling force is. I've got a powerful Oh, well, it comes from your jack-off crystal. <laughs> your J-O crystal, which is embedded in my chest now. It is embedded in your chest. Yeah. My J-O crystal is embedded yanking. in my chest. Just oh. a grabbing. I'm glad I graduated from artificer school with my with my J-O crystal that has now become part of me. What school did you graduate from? The a one. Dumb magical academy that makes no sense. The one. Uh, it's the uh, it's the the Asian one that J.K. Rowling was like that exists, I guess. Did, what? Oh no, I was actually mean, but the know. one that's called like Wizard School. Yeah, but just in Chinese. Ah, Harry Potter is actually cool, but grammatically incorrect. Infiltrator. The infiltrator. Corona. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Corona, corona warts. <gasps> I'm not helping you. I'm trying my best here. No, I'm not going to help you. I'm looking at Joe. I'm quarantining you. Oh, okay, cool. Did you know that quarantine came from the Italian for forty days? Mm, because you were isolated for 40 days? Uh, on ships coming into par- harbor that were suspected of coming from plague-ridden cities, you would have to wait for 40 days on your ship in harbor before they let you off and took your goods. Mm. This sounds like Joe's writing something. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although, <laughs> maybe I'll... Really cool. Maybe I'll steer away from plagues for the time being. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Infiltrator, any creature that takes lightning damage from your lightning launcher glimmers with light until the start of your next turn. The glimmering creature sets dim light in a five-foot radius. The next attack roll against it by a creature other than you has advantage. If that attack hits, it deals an extra 1d6 lightning damage. So I guess, I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. Mm. It's just any creature that takes lightning. So, like, you get two you get two goes of it. Yeah. Uh, if you hit multiple creatures, that's multiple ones that your friends have, dis- or that your friends have advantage against. And it's uh, a small amount of extra lightning damage. I mean, it's really just, like, a glorified way to give your friends advantage what on a hit. What do you say? Like, it's, who cares? Yeah. It, it's, it's nice teamwork, I, I feel, guess. I feel like it's more about the advantage than the actual so damage aspect. Ways. To get advantage, but also, that's also you could just use the help option. Very true, but also capstone. Capstone. This is capstone. essentially. Oh my god! This is like a, like at mid level, mid tier. Okay, cool. This is the the what is the the mastermind rogue? Oh they, yeah. It is virtually indistinguishable, except you can do it with also one d six damage on the next turn. Yeah. It, because and it doesn't cost your bonus action. But it's the, it's like the same thing. Because all the mastermind's like idea is at third level is that you get to give your friend advantage on a roll, mm-hmm. or like yeah, I guess all no one attack all attacks. I think well, probably just one. Just one. Because if I it think. was if it was all that would be, be pretty insane. Bonkers. But um and like I, I just don't understand what how this could possibly be. A, within like the idea of I'm a tinker. That's my problem with it. It doesn't but feel it's my tinkery. With the whole thing. It's you're right? just like fundamentally. I just like disagree with the the design of yeah. Like at its core, that it's you're magic and you're making armor magic. Like I it, like make it a cool crafting thing. Yeah. Like you can now have two power armors. The promise of like, to- Tony Stark. Have both yeah. of them, and you can switch them out on a short rest. That's a cool fucking capstone. Yeah. That, yeah. The, that, I mean, that like, completely expands your whole deal if that's the case. Yeah. Correct. The whole cool thing about we Tony Stark is not that he has one armor. He's got a bunch of them. It helps him punch good. It's that he's an inventor and cre- can create whatever New he things. wants. 
He's got the big strong one, but he's also got his form-fitting yeah. skin tight. Give me, give me a Jarvis. Give me some sort of AI artificial magical intelligence. A really cool thing. Oh to like shit! Have at level one, and then like you can three. justify anything. Well, because you can like do that at level defensive three, maneuvers. and then your capstone could be like different armors. Yes. Yeah. Which would be really really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that said, there's stuff that I like about this one. I've, there, there's issues that you know. Obviously, it seems like we have with sort of the core of the class being that it's not as much of just creating the magical items, but it's you know your innate magic is still enhancing the things that you have on your person or that your, your party's using or whatever. Uh, but the idea of it, like, there's some good stuff there, and I think that with some refining could be really solid. But also, that's just what Unearthed Arcana is. It's, it's stuff that's, you know, to be refined. You're so positive, huh? Yeah. I like to be positive. I'm just gonna let that black slurry that pumps through my veins propel me through life. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Artificer infusion, infusions. Oh shit! You're right. I've yeah, got more. Open that phone back up. You're damn. not done. Hot diggity damn! I thought I was. I thought that was it, but it's not. All right, let's slurp back in here. When you choose your artificer infusions, you artificer have. <laughs> the armor of magical strength. Good radio. <laughs> Prerequisite 10th level artificer item a suit of armor requires attunement while wearing this armor a creature can use its intelligence modifier in place of its strength modifier when making strength checks and saves armor has four charges as a reaction when it would be knocked prone the wearer can expend one charge to not be knocked prone it regains 1d4 expended charges daily at dawn it's very specific and also I don't know I don't think that you would take that one if you were an armorer right because you already are replacing your your strength with your intelligence, and I it's not worth taking an infusion to just not get knocked prone a yeah. few times a day. So that's weird, um, unless all your DM is sending you is dragons, right? And I mean, I guess if that's the case, then you know you've probably but got yeah. bigger problems. Can I also just say that I really enjoy the artificer class that they level up similar to a warlock? Yeah, where oh, yeah. yeah, makes my heart happy. With that sort of way of casting and things like that, I know oh, now. Th just like the like options. Yeah, 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 just the options that you get to really customize okay. your class more. Yeah, the armor of tools, where as an action, a creature wearing this infused armor can integrate it into artisans' tools or other thieves' tools. The tools remain integrated in the armor for eight hours or until the wearer removes the tools as an action. They can only have one tool at a time. Wearer can add intelligence modifier to any ability checks it makes with the tools. The wearer must have a hand free to use the tool. I just don't know that I'd pick it. Yeah. Like, there's other ways to get tool proficiencies. And, and also, like, somebody else probably already has the tool proficiencies in a lot of the cases. It's one of those things where I'm like, I just want to give everybody a free feat. Because then you'll be able to actually do some of the cool, weird shit in there that's completely suboptimal. Like, I want a character to be able to take linguist if they want to, but right. not at the, like, expense, expense of, of dying. being able to hit good. Yeah. yeah. Can I throw this out there? Please. Uh -huh. I think that um, a lot of the stuff with D&D Beyond right now not D&D Beyond, but uh, Wizards of the Coast and Unearthed Arcana, is aimed at parties with two people and a DM. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of it is like... You mean like this you... table right here? Correct, <laughs> but it's like, how can you expand what you can do mm -hmm. to do what like four or five different characters could do? Right. Mm, yeah. As opposed to like what I think the, I, the what the game was built on... It's like a party of four. Right. Like, yeah. Is like... 
here's six people right that oh, can boy. all do different things yeah. yeah and just realistically like it's you know much easier for a group of three people to get together than a group of like seven Correct. for sure yeah but like so like i understand why they do some of that stuff like with like oh here's you can get extra tool proficiencies and like and like you can kind of be like this class wizards you can be barbarians now like thought form um mm. but like that's up to a dm then yeah to be help like, the players yeah, i have a party of three wizards yeah let's make it work yeah okay there's gonna be a lot of puzzles yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like or I can talk to one of them and be like, hey, would anybody be considering playing not a wizard? Right. Like, I would love to DM for a group of wizards, though. Homie, let's do it. Hey, have six barbarians. What are you going to do? Ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. <laughs> You'll get the first five, but the last one's going to wreck shot. Dominate person. Hmm. Dominate multiple persons. Mindless rage. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> Shit. Rip. Rip in peace. Flight. Ha-ha! Levitate. I'll, I'll shoot these up Another 20 feet up. Another 20 feet up. <laughs> yeah. Another 20 feet up. Devin! No! Devin, get down here! Oh, God. Uh, I just went flat on myself. Fly out of the range of a javelin. Right. And then just sit up there and go, firebolt, 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 firebolt. They're all dead. Um, I like Helm of Awareness. Helm of Awareness, while wearing this... Except you're just a 7th level barbarian. A creature has advantage on initiative rolls, and you can't be surprised if you're not incapacitated. <laughs> you have to be 10th level to do this, and you have to have a, a, a tuned helmet. But yeah. It's like a thing that somebody would make to help them. It makes sense that it's like, this helmet makes me better at not getting surprised. Yeah. I just hate that it already exists. Right, That yeah, is that it's repurposing another, it just another thing that already exists. Yeah. When it's like the only, literally, it's copy paste except for if you take a rage as the, the first part of the, your, your turn. Right. That's the only thing that's missing from this. Right. From a seventh level barb. Yeah. Then and there's uh, not the pencil sharpener, but the mind sharpener, which requires a suit of armor or robes. The infused item can send a jolt to the wearer to refocus their mind. <laughs> While wearing this infused item, whenever the creature fails a con save to maintain concentration on a spell, it can use its reaction to succeed instead. Uh, I mean, like, that's very strong, and it yeah. makes sense that it's something that somebody would make. It's very interesting that, that there's no level powerful. prerequisite. Yeah, it's you'd have very to be, interesting that there is zero level prerequisite. You'd have to be hit twice to even come close to, like, having a chance of failing your con save. Well, yeah, because you would have to, like, do it the first time, reaction. use your reaction, and then, oh, like... Oh, it is a reaction. Yeah, yeah it costs your reaction, so there's that. But still, like, it's okay, your reaction it's to fine, do it for free. Fine. Yeah. It, I, I find that totally fine in the sense of, like... You're probably usually gonna get hit more than once a turn. Right. Right. So like if mm. you if like depending. Yeah. Right? If you, like, if you're the guardian you're getting hit as a wizard. Yeah. This feels like not I'm a guardian. Are I mean, these... like it's it could be very useful as a guardian in the sense of like I wanna have spells up while I melee. Right. Right. But like I'm hasting or slowing or whatever and I'm in the mix. Times. Yeah. Now these infusions, they can be given to other people, right? Uh I believe, if I remember correctly, that some infused items can be given to party members and stuff. It's, it's just that the uh, the power can, armor specifically cannot. is the one where it's like this just for you. Bonkers to give that to a wizard. Uh, I yeah, love, I love the idea that there's just like or a little. A druid. Oh my right. god! Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! All of armor... all of the summoned creatures forever. Well, no, that armor would go with them into animal form. Oh. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's like. A never fail. Ooh, yeah. You mix that with like Warcaster as a druid, and you're never gonna drop concentration. Your spells exist twice forever. Unless you're yeah. fighting a dragon that's like meteor. 
Right. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. I took 120 damage. Cool. Love that. Love that. Uh, there's also the spell refueling ring, six level prerequisite. While wearing this cool. ring, uh, the creature can recover one expended spell slot as an action. Maximal, maximum level of the recovered slot is equal to the number of magic items the wearer is currently attuned to. Once used, the ring can't be used again until the next dawn. I love that. That's a cool item. That hmm. feels unique. And it makes sense that it's like this is something that an hmm. artificer would have. Yeah. Because uh, also, like, if you can, you know, if you've got a shitload of items attuned to yourself, yeah. Then like that's really good. You can have a fifth level spell show up. Interesting. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty clutch. Yeah. I like. It feels like unique. Uh, I, I don't. I can't think of any other item that has that specific sort of mechanic. Like obviously, there's like spell slot rings and stuff, but this specific yeah. mechanic, well, no, I dig I, that. And, and it's, like and it's, it's art, yeah, it's artificer specific, and I dig that. I like it. And also that like built for an artificer. Because like my my right. big problem, I know I fight for like teamwork a lot. For sure. Yeah. My big problem with the artificer is like the idea of getting bullied into giving everything away that makes your class your class. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. That like, makes sense. I'm gonna play like like it's the same way I feel about like poor like healers mm. it's how like, it's like you I'm have to heal healer. me and then literally everyone at the table is like i'm looking bad heal me you're, you're like yeah. okay cool this Let me is make my one choice. job you know I mean? like yeah like oh, but you also you don't know what i'm planning i might already be planning to heal you right now you've just made me not want to you know what i mean right right and so like uh I, like it it makes me happy that there are things that are like this is for the artificer right mm. like you're gonna be able to get the most out you could give this to someone else and it would still like they might get a second level get a slot out of it, maybe at max, right? Third level spell slot out of it. If they've got three magic items attuned, rock on. Yeah. But like the person that's going to get the most out of it. But is also this be... requires attunement, so that's another one, right? But yeah, but the person who's going to get the most mileage out of it is the artificer. So I like that. And that for real this time is the end. That's the actual end of the artificer stuff. But yeah, lots lots of interesting things to, to break down there. So, there you go. Alright, I'm gonna not talk nearly as much now. Speaking of breaking down... Bum bum bum... The Druid. Hey everybody, I'm gonna be talking about the Circle of Stars Druid. Weirdly enough, I don't hate this one. Yes! <laughs> We've done it! We, you're not part of Wizards of the Coast! We, we you're not found riding on one! Earth. We found... I like many! <laughs> Brute fighter. We talked about it in like the first episode, second episode. Like, like. So here's the thing. When I say I like any Earth Arcana, the problem is like, it's still riddled with diseases. Hello friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this episode of Talk and Shop. We've got a couple more Talk and Shop episodes in the tank and then we're going to be back at it with some more actual play goodness. Stay tuned for more details because we have got some great stuff coming up very soon. If you're a fan of the Quest Company, please do us a favor and go to our page on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at the Quest Company and you would like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and other cool patron rewards. If you want to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. We also have a link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanypodcast.com. 
If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through the Connect page on our website or by finding us on Twitter, Instagram, etc. at The Quest Company. You can also come hang out with us in our Discord. If you need links to any of those things, go check out our website. It's all there. I'd like to thank Joe Lydas for editing this episode, along with all the artists whose music is featured in it. Thank you to Doug Maxwell for the song Swing Bada Bing. Thank you to Scott Holmes for the song Follow Your Dreams. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sound. Additional sound design by Slappy, Derage, and TMOS Sound. That's all for me, so let's get back and wrap up this conversation. Maybe we'll find out why this episode is named Talkin' Shack and not Biscuit Meniscus. Or maybe we won't, and there's no good reason at all for that. Only one way to find out. Thanks for listening to Talkin' Shop here at the Quest Company. Like, I like the Iron Man artificer. It's still riddled, riddled with diseases yeah. that I'm surprised made it to the launch of a thing. Right. Like, to, to this my stage struggle. of the game. Like, yeah. like, and I, I get that it's like, here's playtest material, but give us like playtest material that's like ready to go. Yeah. That is thought through. Anywho, I'm not going to read this bullshit. In ancient lineage, the circle of stars allows druids to blah, blah, blah. You're an astrology whatever. girl. Oh, no, yes, give it to me. Which is cool. great. Like rock on. Fuck yeah. You like stars. Awesome. That, that gives your DM something really cool to make in your world, which is like what constellations exist in my world. Yeah, yes. there's some opportunities there's some, for cool lore stuff there. There's some really cool shit that could Stone happen. Stone circles, pyramids, Hell underground yeah. temples. Second Ooh. level, when you choose this, remind everybody, and this is my problem with any subclass for the druid, it has to be able to compete with Circle of the Moon. Correct. Mm-hmm. It does not. Um, spoiler. Fair. Uh, star map, second I mean, level. Very few, right? if any, do. Uh, you've created a star map as part of your study of the heavens. Awesome. This map is a tidy object and can serve as a spellcasting focus for your druid. I, I kind of don't get how that works, but right. r- but rock on, w- whatever. Well, astrolabe. Uh, you can you could come up with it. You decide what form the object takes, blah, blah, blah. Star map, we talk about it a little bit. We give you some options, Jack whatever. Crystal. Here's some things. Yeah, the J.O. Crystal, If you five. lose your map, you can spend an hour making it again uh, with your map, right? You can cast augury and guiding bolt without expending spell slot. Mm. Um, and without preparing. And without preparing a spell, which is really cool for druids, right? Provided that you use the star map as the spellcasting focus. Uh-huh. You can cast a spell from the map in this way a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier. Interesting choice. Right? Uh-huh. Um, because that means if your wisdom modifier is plus five... You get five a day. Five guiding bolts is nothing to sneeze at, mm. especially at level two. Mm. Yeah, le- level right? two, yeah. That's if you can manage 20 at level two, but still four guiding bolts at level two... It's still nothing to sneeze at. It's still a dangerous caster. Oh, yeah. But the scaling is going to be shit. Yeah. Also, second level, your starry form. <sighs> You know how I love forms. I am ascending. You gain the ability to harness constellations' power to alter your form. As an action, you can expend a use of your a use of your wild shape. Awesome. Let's Mm -hmm. create ways to use wild shape for people that aren't moon druids. It's like get it. Yeah, it's like we talked about with like um, the the one that's got like the little you know fire dog or you know where you can have a familiar and all that stuff. Cool stuff. What's not just you turning into an animal. I love it. I love it. 
While you're in your starry form, you retain your game statistics, but your body takes a luminous star-like quality. Mm. Oh, your joints glimmer yes. like stars, I begin and to glowing ascend. lines connect them. Oh. You're, you look like our fictitious am, designs of constellations. I am. I don't get this. One. I don't understand that at all. Like, just make them like an amorphous star blob of star. Man. I thought you said you were going to talk less, Jonah. I lied. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I lied. I'm a liar. Uh, blah blah blah. You shed bright light ten for ten fucking feet. The dim light an additional ten feet, and it lasts for ten minutes. Or if you're killed, uh, whenever you assume starry form, choose which of the following. Yep, you get to choose the chalice. Mm. This, these, I guess, you could also homebrew new ones with your DM. Yeah, new names at least. Mm -hmm. The chalice, a constellation of life-giving goblet, appears on you. Cool. Whenever you cast a spell using a spell slot that restores hit points to a creature, you or another creature within 30 feet of you can regain hit points equal to 1d8 plus half your level in this class. Cool. I dig that. That's creating cool. a different support class. I That's like not that. not just the... Not just cleric. Not just cleric. Archer. The constellation of an archer. Blah, blah, blah. Um... Uh... Did you see a creature you can see within 60 feet of you? Uh, wait, when you hit No, it's a bonus action that you can make this attack with. You gain a bonus action. Thank you. That you can use to make a ranged spell attack hurling a luminous arrow that uh, targets a creature that you can see within 60 feet of you. On a hit, the attack deals radiant damage equal to 1d8 plus your wisdom modifier. So like a good-ass bonus action attack right. that you get for free while you're in that form. Unfortunately, that doesn't scale. Correct. Right. It is nice, though, that you can cast a spell and attack, right? Like, yeah. You can mm -hmm. cast Cure Wounds. And still do some damage and with your bonuses. Something. Right. Dragon, a constellation of a wise ancient dragon, appears on you when you make an intelligence or wisdom check or constitution saving throw to maintain concentration on a spell. You can treat a roll of nine or lower on a d20 as a ten. There's nothing oh, else shit. to use. Oh, shit, dude. Again, oh, shit. damn, that dude. literally oh, shit. just Amazing. wiped the floor with... Every the other. either two. Oh, yeah. shit. In the sense that, one. I mean, like, I might use the other two at low, lower levels. For sure. But, like, later on, no point. Literally no point. Except when I can be like, oh, what is this a perception check? I win. My God. I, is damn. this an intelligence check? I, I win. Like, I'm now incredible at Arcana. Yeah, it's like a skill drew. Boom. Well, it's like, it's I mean, like not you're incredible. I'm at least 11. At least. <laughs> everything that you do. Like, as far as, like, a perception check or whatever, it's like, okay, so it's just my passive just is my mm. bare, bare minimum for anything now. Right. But, like, also, like, that also nullifies the shit that nature is an intelligence for a druid. That's right. true. Which it helps you roll a little bit better on yeah, nature. Yeah, your average is going to is gonna go up. Never understood that. Uh, but shit, yeah, man. Yeah, again, man. It's, Later it's, levels, that's the, that's problem the is one, dude. The other two needed to... Scale better, or like scale sure. up a little bit, or like uh, do a little bit. I mean, the healing one does scale because it's a level. Mm. That's true, right? So like, eventually you're gonna be doing a D8 plus plus ten because one D8 plus right? half your level. That level twenty, like it, I think it should probably be your level because when we really look at healing, it's negligible. Right in like, combat healing, yeah. It's it's like here's a D4 of health, and then the creature does like twenty damage. It's like, well, it's really off. there to keep you from just straight up dying. If you're like mid health, it's like you can fucking wait. Um, but like can, instead of a wise ancient dragon, can it just be like a young dumb shit dragon? Can be the can be the Caden Aiden of dragons. <laughs> oh my god, I mean, the uh, influencer I mean, dragon. Sure, the yeah. influence YouTube star. Chad Dragon. So anyway, that's your second level. Okay. It, it's cool. It's cool. 
Especially for second level. If you're yeah. playing a, a second level one-off, this class is cool. Options yeah. are cool as I fuck. dig it. Cosmic Omen, sixth mm, level. Yes. You learn to use your star map to divine the will of the cosmos. Whenever yes. you finish a long rest, you can <laughs> consult your star map for omens. Mm. When you do so, roll a d6. You gain one of the following possible omens based on whether you rolled an even number or an odd number on d6. Yes. Cool. Love that mechanic. I'm into cool. it. I love that this is a gambling class. I like it. Um... Is it wheel and woe? Yeah, wheel and woe. Wheel and woe. Yeah, cool. I just, whatever. Uh, even, wheel. Whenever a creature you can see within 30 feet of you makes an attack roll or saving throw or an ability check, you can use your reaction to roll a d6 and add the number to the roll. Uh, to the yeah. rolls total. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, you're a bard somehow. Awesome. I mean, you're a low-level bard. It's a I cosmic a D6, omen. But it's fine. Uh, woe. Odd numbers. Whenever a creature you can see within 30 feet of you makes an attack roll... A saving throw or an ability check, you can use your reaction to roll a d6 and subtract it. You basically get a modified bane, bane. less. I yeah. love this. Right? That, yeah, that's not a spell. The only thing I hate about it, uh-huh. Um, a is that like again, you're competing with Circle of the Moon. Uh-huh. So these things need to like be on that level. Punches mm. to some extent. I I would say I think the rolls are different enough for these two subclasses I in lied. that. Uh, this is this is like uh, the thing about woe is you could literally make the hold person pop off. Or That's like true. The the clutch like yes, Gaius or something. I was dumb. Uh-huh. I was thinking and didn't about look at the very the, last bit. No, no, no. Uh, because also you can use that a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier uh, per day. Is that what you're saying? Or you got something I missed else? That and I was like, oh yeah, you don't have any. Uh, I thought it was the. Th- I thought it was this. I hate that you can like so like I can do this five times a day, right? Yeah. Yes, I can make sure that like. I can the, the clutch, maybe, but the problem is you're using a reaction. Does I that mean, matter? You can no. I mean, you can do it uh-huh. on one thing, but again, it's a d6, right? So it's all a gamble. Uh huh. Oh, I for totally sure. See what you're saying? Oh, like for me, right? The whole thing is a gamble because I'm I may not get woe for oh, that day for that yeah. day, but I, you, I like, you know ahead of time that yeah, it's you know be. you know you yeah. roll at the beginning yeah, of the day, do, right? Yeah. But I also don't know what the d6 is going to do for sure, right? Like I might burn it and then burn my whole person. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, but it is good. It's good. I like it. So, so then I guess what it would be it would be you cast hold person whatever. Uh, would it be that it the, makes the like, save? I use my reaction. To yeah, I, I that that's what that it seems be the, to be. Yeah, the, the logical sequence of events there. I like that it could change what you sort of do in the party yeah. or in a battle yeah. on any given day. You know, if it's if it's a wheel day or a woe day, you're either buffing or debuffing. I find that really um, uh, cool. nice. I'm into that. I The thing that I struggle with, which is what I was originally going to say, and then I was like, wait, wait, there's more, and then I was like, no, there's not, um, is whenever a creature... Right. Right? Is that a creature tag, or is that... Are we saying, like, anything? I think it's like... Uh, f- like, are you are you saying Versus like what like about humanoid. constructs? Oh no no no! I th- it's or like it's, a creature is like any sort of living thing. Any thing mob. Or, that? Okay. Yeah. yeah yeah no! It's not just like a beast. beast. I was it's not, it's beast. not a beast. Yes. My beast. It's not yeah. a beast. Cool, cool, cool. It's anybody. Awesome. The troll. Fuck him. Tenth level. Full of stars. <laughs> Starry form. <laughs> While your starry form is glowing. <laughs> While your starry form feature is active, you become partially incorporeal. <laughs> giving you resistance yeah, to bludgeoning, piercing, piercing and, and slashing damage. damage. Thought form part two! We Just go back and listen to Grab Bag. Next. Or it wouldn't be Grab Bag, it would be Psionics. Yeah, the Psionics. Before Grab Bag, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. There are things I hate about this. 
<laughs> but I will give this one a but. Ooh. Oh. Oh, an Andrew but. Druids function different than wizards. Mm-hmm. 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 In the sense that, especially if you don't use beast forms as your main mode of transportation because you're not a moon druid. Right. right? Again, right. we're trying to compete with moon druid. So this is different. Right? Mm. I'm not an incorporeal bear. You have no spells as a druid that are like, I'm a sniper. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. You're mid-range to close-range yeah. the whole life unless you're just changing how the battlefield looks. Right, yeah. But you're totally not sniping. viable too, right? But if you're healing people, I totally am down for giving clerics some resistances. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. there are things that this class functionally does that I'm cool with being like, yeah, you know what? How many times can we use starry form? Is it once a day or is it a wisdom thing? Sorry for well, it's just you use a uh, you use a wild shape, so it's however many wild, wild shapes shape. you have. So two, what, yeah, right. Is that two per short so rest. Two, you yeah. have two until level twenty. Right. Is is it two per short rest? I believe. Yes. Yeah. But still, like, yeah. yeah, that's not spammable at all. That's not no. super spammable, other than the short rest part of it. Which right. I think druids are always yeah. guilty of trying to spam short rest for sure. Yeah. Since same sense. But like any uh, short rest classes, yeah, yeah, it's like I want my shit back. I want to help, but uh, I don't mind it. Because you're not functioning in the same way as a wizard. I hate that it's so simple. Yeah. There, there I, would, could I, be would, a... I would love like something more imaginative, for right. sure. Uh-huh. But I don't mind it as much for a druid as I do for a wizard. Yeah. It would almost make more sense to me if it, like just simply because it's like a druid or whatever, if they had like resistance to elemental damage. That makes more sense to me. Yeah. Than like yeah. I'm, I'm resistant to like the same thing that barbarians are. Yeah. Like I think it would be interesting to give them different resistances. Yeah, like resistances but different ones. I think the reason they went with these is because it's the most common. Most used. Right. Right. But like fire, right? If you gave me like resistance to like if you let me choose. Like depending on what my like uh constellation thing is. Ooh. Yeah. Like if I'm the dragon, I'm resistant to fire. If I, I'm the fire and chalice, piercing. then I'm resistant to, you know, cold or whatever. Yeah. yeah. If you gave them two two things and they got to pick between it, that to me would be far more interesting than mm-hmm. just like you're raging. Yeah. yeah. But you can, you can still cast. If it was like one of the super common ones and one like elemental thing. All that said, I like it much better on a druid than I do for a wizard. For sure. Um, thought form part two lives on. No, it doesn't. It lives it's on. It's not thought form. I have ascended. I will kill you. <laughs> this is not even part I of the podcast. I went to brain no. college. Ah, oh, shit, y'all. We fell out of the podcast. Starflare, level 14. <laughs> your capstone. Don't forget, your capstone. 14th level. Your connection to the cosmos allows you to conjure brilliant mm, starlight. Yes. As an action, conjure a burst of light in a 30-foot radius sphere centered on a point you can see within 120 feet of you. You can immediately teleport each willing creature in the sphere to an unoccupied space within 30 feet of it. Each creature remaining in the sphere must succeed on a constitution saving throw against your spell save DC or take 4d10 radiant damage and be blinded until the end of your next turn. Once you have used this action, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest or until you expend a spell slot of 5th level or higher to use it again. I don't think it does enough to be a capstone. I think the thing that they're competing with is a fireball from a wizard who's got spell shaping or something. Right. What 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 I find more interesting about this than spell shaping though is I can teleport them. 
Right. It's not right? just that it doesn't so hurt I them. Can, it's that you can move them. I can them. use this to save someone. Yeah. And blind. This to me is like a flashbang and we run. It's right. interesting. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it it's a get out of dodge. Juice. I don't think it's a capstone. No. I would prefer this in the last level slot and something completely different in this one. Yeah. Mm, right? Yeah. Even if you did your final form and your resistances in this one. That makes more sense because at least it's level fourteen, right? right. But like, um, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel super capstoney. The the thing that I think they suffer from is that they have subclass capstones on different levels across all the classes, right? So, so you, you have, have to, to think about like, okay, the druid capstone is at fourteen. It's not like versus the paladin, the paladin which is at level twenty, right? Yeah. So like, uh, uh, whatever power level. I feel like capstones for subclasses should almost grow in level if they needed to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because this. Yeah, at level 14, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But it's the last thing that you get from your subclass. As this, right? A little yeah. underwhelming. It, like, if it grew by the time you got to level 20 and it did, like, more damage and yeah. I can teleport people farther away, cool. Yeah, if you get, like, an extra D10 for every, you know, every other level after that or every level after that, whatever yeah. the case may be. Like, something where it's, like, it's still good by the time you hit that final tier. Right. Yeah. The last sentence is really cool, I think. The idea of a recharging uh, feature based on what spell slots you cast. Oh, yeah. Sounds like its own class. It's a really cool thought. Yeah. I, I, it, to I me, like it that sounds it's... like something that sorcerers I should agree. be able to do. <laughs> yeah. well, like, like, I get like some, should be functioning. some backsplash from whatever the magic is that I that used I'm to using. cast that last one, which recharges. Although I know. think well, no, it's, it's, it's you expend a fifth level slot to be able to do that. It's oh, not when you cast a fifth level slot fuck. you also get that. Never mind, never mind. But yes, I do that like what, cool you idea, saying, what you're saying though, yeah. Um, uh, it's like a recycle I wizard. think the, exactly. <laughs> Waste not, want not. I think the wild magic right, well, sorcerers uh, so, uh, get their, their stroke of luck when they spend something. Yes. A certain spell the, yeah, or something or other. Yeah. It, it's yeah. whenever you cast something of a certain level. Wait, yeah. A recycle um, wizard, so you mean a druid. Mm, Compost. Sure. <laughs> What I really meant was a recycle wizard and a recycle sorcerer because that would be a cool fucking class. Um, That's it for the druid. I like it. I think it needs a lot of work. Yeah. Right? Like, I think it has things. My problem is I'd play a moon druid. Right. At the end of the day, I look at this and I go, there's no character that I can conceivably come up with that I'm not like, I'll, I'll just like. Like stars. I'll make a hermit druid that likes stars and still be a moon druid. Right. Literally a character I, I created. Yeah. Like, I said, oh, yeah so, yeah. so the one from the campaign. Yeah. Right. But, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like they're trying to fill in gaps of flavor. Mm. And not role. And we're already doing that. Right. Like, yeah. they need to be creating different, like, roles or functionality yeah. or, like. Now, if it's flavor that has attractive mechanics attached to it, that's different. Sure. Like if it's fun, I love a mechanics. gimmick. Yeah, give me like a weird dice rolling. But that's gimmick. my thing. A lot of the unearthed arcana is not new mechanics. Yeah, right. It's, it's copy and paste. Yes. How can I give this class a rage? How yeah. can I give the wizards a rage? Fuck off. The wizards don't need a rage. Yeah. They never needed a rage. True. They don't deserve a rage. They can bend reality. Oh no, my feet. We're sinking. Oh no, we're oh, sinking no. into the sand. <laughs> Hey, y'all, it's not sinking sand. It's the corner of the room. If you cross your eyes, you get pulled in to the deep dark abyss that is my rage corner. Well, I'm going to wander on out of that corner because we're going to be talking about the ranger subclass. What the thing. Wanderer. Sauntering away from that Segwaying. Uh, like Paul Blart away. into the land of Fae. That's what made it a good segue. Wandering.
You guard the border between the Feywild and the material plane. Unless you don't, and we just wrote this for no reason. I love those things that are like, here's this cool thing that definitely happened, and then characters are like, uh, I smoke weed and do a backflip off a horse. You're a level one character. You guard the ley lines of the Fey reality. No, I don't. No, I fucking don't. I'm a farmer with a sword. <laughs> Preventing dangerous fey from damaging the material plane. I have a bow and I smoke pot. I'm a ranger. Boomerang. Your experience with both Play domains right. makes you an exceptional wow. negotiator between inhabitants of these worlds, as you understand both humanoid mindsets and the wiles of the fey courts. Mm. Uh, there's a special place in my heart recently for fey stuff and oh, like, yeah. like fairies and like specifically the old school like. Like uh, Aesop's fables, like evil fairy, like the ones oh, yeah. that are just kind of incomprehensible to us. Oh yeah. There's a series on Netflix called Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which is about sixty percent of an amazing series. Mm. The ending fucking sucks, ah, but the way that they handle like a fairy lord. The way that they have, like, Fae in that world mm-hmm. is really fucking cool and nice. weird and yeah. vicious. And one of the things That's that teeth. people can't really deal with is that the laws don't make sense by our standards. So, like, mm-hmm. doing something as simple as eating a walnut could be, like, super offensive. signing a contract. Oh, of, like, yeah. selling your soul or something like that. Mm. So, with all that in mind, uh, the first thing you get... Uh, fey wanderers possess a preternatural blessing from a fey ally or a place of fey power. Choose your blessing from the fey wild gifts table or determine it randomly. Stuff like illusory butterflies flutter around you when you rest. Seasonal flowers sprout from your hair. You faintly smell of cinnamon, lavender, nutmeg. Delicate horns or antlers sprout from your head. Shadows dances around skin. Da da da. This doesn't quite seem delicate. Your shadow, your shadow your Peter Pan. Your no Peter, Pan. Pan. Peter Pan. Your Peter Pan. Man. I drag little children away from their families to my <laughs> lost island and kill them. Your Peter Pan. The original Peter Pan. Mm, uh, your skin and hair them. change color to match the se- uh, the season at each dawn, uh, which is a weird way to say that. <laughs> so already it seems like we're going in more like a Disney kind of direction yeah. than, than like than you like know, you know toothy, are capricious, nasty fae, yeah. weird things. Uh, and third level, Fey Wanderer Magic. You learn an additional spell when you reach certain levels in this class, as shown in the Fey Wanderer spell tables. It counts as a ranger spell, doesn't count against the number of spells you know. Thank you. Yep. Get some Side class note. spells. Hold up. That whole front thing was at third level? Yeah, I mean, this your is. Fey Wild Gifts is part of your third what? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's. Oh, the, I guess you, so. Uh, well, yeah, you just choose one that's like, okay, I've chosen my subclass, and now I am the butterfly. So boy. you have two levels yeah, but, of no butterflies. Yeah, but like. <laughs> Like that's such a shit thing to be part of the third level level up. It's like to be fair, there's two more things after Fey Wanderer Magic for okay. third level. Well, I would ask a DM if I could just have those at like level oh, one. Oh, t- because you know that you're going that direction. Yeah. You're like, I'm gonna be a third level. Like at third level, I'm gonna take this subclass. So can I like? That feels can I just so strange to yeah. be like? Here's here's. Yeah. I don't know. Let me be Bambi from the get-go. And don't again, make me have horns sprout out of my face. This seems to me later. to be like a cool thing, like like a paladin's awakening. Like if your DM is present for that, that fucking rules. Yeah. You choose your oath. You choose your fae. What da 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 You know, yeah. as opposed to like a warlock where you kind of have your patron from the get-go. Yeah. There's a chance you're not going to see There's a story how. moment. Yeah. There's a story moment available um, to you. Yeah. And, and I in dig that. the right hands, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, cunning. Oh, so for uh, the Fey Wanderer spells, third, fifth, ninth, thirteenth, and seventeenth are Charm Person, Misty Step, Dispel Magic, Banishment, and Mislead. Those all feel very Fey to me. Very. Those, fey. those all feel very thematically appropriate and useful. Yeah, like those are all spells that I would choose. Yeah. Misty Step, 
Uh, Misty Step. One of the best spells it's in the amazing. entire game. It's so good. Uh, Cunning Will, third level Fey Wanderer. Your experience with the Fey has guarded your mind and sharpened your tongue. You have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened. In addition, you gain proficiency in one of the following skills of your choice, deception, performance, or persuasion. I don't really mind this. Mm-hmm. Uh, aren't there already sub-races and stuff that give you advantage versus charmed and frightened? Uh, I think that's yeah, no. I mean, like, if you're, like, yes. a half-elf, you just have... I, I think just elves in general have that. I, yeah, I know they have uh, sleep and stuff. Def- elves def- have sleep. I don't yeah. think they're frightened. It's all magic throws. Yeah, uh, definitely... I think the same as uh, elves. I think it's just you can't be charmed and you right. can't be put to sleep. Uh, okay. That was it, yeah. Okay, sleep and charmed. That was what yeah. I was like, there's something with charmed. But uh, Fear is one of the... Like almost nothing is immune to no right. It, it's uh, it's undead. specifically charms that I was Correct. thinking yeah. of. Like like almost nothing that players are gonna play. Yeah, exactly. Fey ancestry, you have advantage on saving throws against being charmed or magic can't put you to sleep. So yeah. you would you would be if you were already like a half elf yeah. or whatever, which you very well might be if you're playing this. Yeah. Uh, then you Eladrin. just get the uh, Eladrin. Yeah. Uh, That's what it's built for. Yeah, yeah. I mean straight up. But uh, well, I was a half elf because also plus two cha 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 cha. Um, so I don't really mind this. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it, it seems interesting that they're not really staying in the ranger lane with like wisdom stuff. It's instead deception, performance, or persuasion. Yeah, it's it it's feels charisma. To me in the sense of yeah, like it, it feels like it's set up to part to bargain. It's cool. I think it should be expertise. Ah, mm, it's not enough for proficiency because they've started to go away from. Like, you don't have cha. Like just like oh, it's proficient. Like uh-huh. you're not gonna like cha's not gonna be necessarily your thing. Yeah, in yes. This class. So, so you, you need something else. Even if you play half elf and you get a plus two there you're still right, probably like, never gonna go above like a 14 for sure not the face as a ranger probably so like it mm. would be nice to be like you're an option for a, you know yeah. what i mean like yeah it's not it's not quite enough to to bump those things up to be as viable as they I should also be just hate like it, if it was just proficiency then it should be you gain addition you gain proficiency in deception performance and persuasion right i'd say right. Get, choose one yeah right. give me expertise in one and i'll be happy like let me choose which one and i'll take expertise in that and that'll be great it's not like rangers have a ton of skills for those parts you know they're usually in survival perception yes yeah. that's not other. in a charisma skill yeah. and since your charisma is probably not that high then it would behoove you more to like get the yeah. one and get expertise with it so that it scales with you as well rather than yeah. sort of just you know sitting there a little bit more uh, i'm all for giving more love to rangers in, in general whether yeah. that's uh yes. skills absolutely. or whatever absolutely uh, dreadful strikes third level fey wanderer feature this is all third level so far mm-hmm. you augment your attacks with mind scarring magic drawn from the gloomy hollows of the unseely fey mm. okay uh okay, you gain you gain a bonus action that you can use to imbue the weapon or weapons you're currently holding with magic. What's up, dual wielders? Exactly. Until the end of the turn, the weapons are magical. They deal an extra 1d6 psychic damage on a hit. A creature can take this extra damage only once per turn. So when you engage in two-weapon fighting, you can imbue your weapons as part of the same bonus action you use to make the attack. Now, I like this. That's awesome. Because... Even though you can only get it once per turn, it it's not like I could only enchant one of my swords. So if I miss with the enchanted one, then I just gotta you know suck ass with the second one. Even if I miss with the first one, I can still get that extra psychic damage with my second one. Thank you for considering the dual wielding rangers. I like that a lot, and I also like the limit. Like because 
what that kind of seems to me is it, it would even in some cases encourage you to spread out your damage across multiple targets just to maximize the, the D6s you're allowed to roll. Yeah. Um, which seems very Fae, Wander, so Ranger Zephyr thing. Strike. Yeah. Yeah. Zephyr Strike. Yeah. Zephyr Strike. Zephyr Strike. Oh, if you attack a couple of our targets. And then when you combo that with the uh, with the new Ranger business of getting to basically use Hunter's Mark for free, you're yeah. just having a grand old time. It just seems cool. And I'm into like, that. Not too complicated either. Yeah. So uh, far, I'm down with this ranger. I'm digging yeah, it. I'm digging I was it. Thinking. I haven't looked at this ranger at all. So blessings seeing of all the these courts. in the moment. I love it. Seventh level. Ooh. You have learned eerie techniques from both the gloaming court and the summer court of the Feywild. Once during each of your turns, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend a spell slot to deal extra psychic damage. The extra damage is 3d6 psychic damage, so marginally better than a smite. And the creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC or be frightened of you until the end of your next turn. In addition, whenever you make a charisma check, you gain a bonus to this check equal to the, your wisdom modifier. What the fuck? Ooh. Lies, then it doesn't need to be expertise. Right. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. That's uh, So it scales better. Granted, I would say that, uh, then you should get proficiency in all three. Right. Right. I that, still think proficiency in one and, and, uh, and, uh, interesting. and a peppermint of like... <laughs> yeah. I glow at night with butterflies. I glow. I'm a glowing boy. I agree. Level three. I'm a glowing Bambi boy. Uh, I I think it's so. We'll, we'll get to like the actual mechanic part, but I think it's so fucking funny. They just are like, and by the way, you can use Wiz instead of Cha. Well, no, no, it's not that you use it instead. You, you get both. Oh, both. You get both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Homie. Oh my god. I love that. That's just on the. That should which be its own feature. If you get expertise in one of those, which you, you can, become more dangerous than a bard. Than a bard. You are the talking man. Well, that I like that in a sense because it's like if it's you're the fae, if you got like if you got the gift of gab, you kiss the Blarney Stone, and now an elf says like, "Hey, here's uh, the secret." You're silver tongued now. <laughs> you're Harry. silver tongued. You can manifest what you want. But what do you think about the weapon attack? Now, I think it's interesting that it for the weapon attack, it says you can expend a spell slot, but no matter what, it's 3d6 psychic damage. Yeah. There is no mention of scaling on that. Yeah, no. It's just yeah. that it's 3d6. I like it because they tagged in fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To me, I don't care about the damage. Yeah. You could literally have no damage on this, but the, the, the fact that as as someone that can teleport around the map hitting multiple targets, you uh -huh. can set fear into several things that are now all at disadvantage because they can see you. Right. Like, yeah. The the amount of dangerous like crowd control you can do as a ranger at this mm -hmm. is like very especially if you're dual wielding. Yeah. That's like It's a lot of crowd control. Yeah, that's like if the if you succeed, right? Yeah. yeah. That's Three, four different targets that don't that are that are going to be at disadvantage. Wait, what now? Because it says once oh, during once each of your turns. turns. Oh, I lied. It's, yeah. it's once when you hit a creature with a weapon Never attack. Mind. Yeah, and it's it each each one would cost still a, a spell slot. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not the same as like the there. I was thinking it was the same as enchanted. The yeah. yeah. Um, but, but I but like it. Cool. It's it's still cool and it's different mechanically than other stuff that we've seen. Fear is a cool mechanic, um, and the only real class that I've seen really really use it is the conquest paladin. Oh, you do like love their, it. I cool. do love you the conquest paladin. You do love it. And it, I, I just love hate that they're in the book. They're like these are the bad guys. They're right. Bad. Like I don't know that they have like, to. I don't be. know they have to be. These are some bad hombres. But seemed... that's also because I think the, I think the paladin class suffers. Good uh, good boy syndrome. No, I think the paladin class suffers from like 
These are your written laws. This has to be your, the soul of your character. Your oath. Right. Like, I think, like, you as a character should be able to, like, decide what those are. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. To play a pal. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, in the sense of, like, the, the, the white good paladin, it's like, you never lie. And it's like, hmm. What if me lying saves a bunch of people? Never. <laughs> Not even once. I don't know that I agree with that. Not even once. Beguiling twist, which is my nickname on the dance floor. Uh, but so, so, but, but so, with yeah. that, I, I like <laughs> beguiling sorry. twist. I'm not gonna walk away from that just it's yet. Good. That was hot. It was spicy. It was, it was spicy. Uh, no, I, I would say I really like blessing of the courts. I would just add in like as like specify if it scales or not, if depending on what sort of spell slot you use. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because language, it says oh, spell slot. Needs to be there. Yeah, the, yeah. It, it just needs that bit of clarification. It, it scales or I not. think it wouldn't because Divine Smite, if I recall, has language specifically on you uh-huh. can juice it for an extra D8 per spell slot, slot that you throw on there. Yeah. And since this one doesn't at all, I would, and it's not a spell, I yeah. would say that you couldn't really upcast it. Yeah. But no, but that's what uh-huh. I'm saying. Just because it doesn't say like you could spend a first level spell slot, oh. it just says you spend a spell slot. Oh. That's what that's because what I'm there's saying. There's no language there oh. to define what it is. That seems like a weird. Yeah. That that's what I'm saying. It, that just seems like an editing My thing where they need to say like it open on oh, first level. Yeah. To see what people would do with it, so that you would have multiple different like. I'd just oh, fucking hoard my first level spell slots. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But what I mean like is it, like it seems like the most efficient spell yeah. like that you would have play mechanically like right like if I give that out and it's a little bit ambiguous mm. then like certain people are gonna rule like no it's just one uh, it's just 3d6 for any level of spell mm. and some people are gonna be like no I think we think you can upcast it and you're gonna get to see what both do as opposed to being like we say it's this one and we don't get to see what the other one looks like you uh-huh. know what I mean yeah, yeah. interesting because I would say I would say you just add a d what what is it d6 mm-hmm. I would just add a d6 for each spell level because they're what quarter casters, right? yeah. So like, yeah, it's gonna take. So it's gonna take forever for it to scale. So at least have something to be like, well, there you go. All that to say, like, I think smites are a cool like like mechanic. Uh-huh. And weirdly, even though there are a bunch of different flavors of smite, I think I could use a bunch more. You know, like because it's just yeah. such a specific. Uh, uh, way of interacting with the game world and a specific way of like resource management. You can yeah. also, yeah. this is cool because you can use it in the same functionality of crit fishing as a smite. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah Instead of when the you cast. hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was just like. Let me look yeah. that up real fast. I'm into that. Uh, Beguiling Twist, my nickname on the dance floor. Ooh, you learn saucy. how to manipulate mind altering magic, channeling it from your allies toward others. Whenever a creature you can see within 120 feet of you succeeds on a saving throw against being charmed or frightened, mm. you can use your reaction to force a a different creature you see within 120 feet of you to succeed on a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC Ooh. or suffer your choice of one of the following effects. Okay. First of all, what the fuck? That's kind of cool. That's a cool ass redirect. And, and it's it. not just a friendly creature. It's any, any creature, creature succeeding on a saving throw against Charmed or Frightened. Love him. Uh, the, the following effects you can choose from are the creature is charmed or frightened by you, your choice, for one minute. The creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of its turns, uh, ending the effect itself on its successful save. Mm. The second choice is the creature takes 3d10 psychic damage. I think this is cool. Dude, that's a great way to salvage. If your ally's spell just like doesn't land, that is an excellent way to be like, well, let's get something out of it. So yeah. Let's kill something small. It's I'm- either twisting the knife or fixing a situation that's gone bad. I am into that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like that a lot. I really, really like that. Also, whenever. Whenever. It's a reaction. Yeah. No re- like it's reaction. A, it's a reaction. It's, it's a reaction, it. so you but get still, one. It doesn't like, cost you anything outside of just like a reaction. At all. Reaction. Yeah. Like, no recharge. That's such a cool 
Yeah, I'm like I'm a fan of giving fucking ranger shit. Yeah, and this is nice. It's situ it's situational enough that it doesn't feel like super like spammable as far as like this yeah, is going to be every single turn every encounter but when if you are up, if you are in this particular sort of encounter which you should be good at because you're a fey ranger yeah that you've got this shit on lock oh i'm just saying whenever you end up in a slog uh -huh. right when you're in a slog fight and like poor per, poor person playing the wizard everything is failing that yep. they're doing this is a right? way to turn a bad you situation get to be able to be like Around. No, I got you. Like you, what you're doing is still having an effect. Ooh. This plus conquest paladin plus enchantment wizard plus enchantment wizard. Damn that dude. is the trio of doom. Damn, Damn dude. <laughs> Misty presence, fifteenth level. This is your capstone. You can magically remove yourself from one creature's perception. You gain a bonus action that you can use to force a creature you can see within 30 feet of you to make a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC. On a failed save, the target can't see or hear you for 24 hours. Oh, shit. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of any turn during which you hit it with an attack roll, force it to make a saving throw, or dealt damage to it. The effect ends early if you use this bonus action again. On a, uh, on a successful save, the target is immune to this feature for seven days. Once you've used this bonus action, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest or until you expect a spell slot of fourth level or higher to use it again. This is the shit I am talking about. Damn, dude. This is the I'm most fairy ass shit. I'm and like into the cool that. old school, like there's just an invisible guy. Yeah. You can't you see, see or hear them. You can't hear them. They can affect the world around you, but you are blind to them. Yeah. That's amazing. I am into that. Like even this, mechanical this combat stuff aside, yeah. Think about this. Well, yeah. But also for a ranger, right? Yeah. Like, can't mm. see or hear you, right? Can't perceive that you're there. Even if you're a melee build ranger, <laughs> all your attacks at advantage and and anything it tries to do against you at disadvantage. Which yeah. you could argue that would it even try and do anything against you? Because I mean, like. As the DM could be like, it's getting cut. It's gonna try and swing at something behind it. Right, blind fighting. Disadvantage, like mm -hmm. sure, but like, yeah. if you're an archer, there's no reason for it to ever be like, I'm gonna shoot those trees over there. Yeah, or like, it just it has an arrow sprouting out of it now. Yeah, oh, and it doesn't even end the effect. It no. just means they can make another saving throw. Plus, but also, side note, if you have skulker. Dude, oh my god! If you have skulker, <laughs> or or if you're partnered up with the uh, with the star druid who uh, woes them. I, I was just thinking that, or yeah. any bane, any you yeah. know thing to Im impose disadvantage on. Yeah, throws. you just stay up in there. Yeah, I like that it does it automatically, and that they have yeah. that they get another chance to make the check, uh, but that you still have that. I that's a that's this, a great capstone. That's an amazing that's a great capstone. capstone. That reminds me of the writing in the book thing. That is a that is an area of this unearthed arcana where they're like they know the flavor, they know the mechanics, and they are creating something new and, and fucking who are playing the vibrant. Yes. Yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that's important to me, and I think it's what's the successful like when you make a successful when they make a successful unearthed arcana. Yeah, it's because they know who the players that want to play that class. Right, mm -hmm. right. Like, and some of the worst ones to me are the ones that like you're like you don't even have the finger on the pulse at all. Like. Psionics. Melee wizard, right? Yes, some people want to play that, but rarely do they live long enough to get to enjoy. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Right, like, right. Because it's not that's not what that's for. But yeah. like, I love that. Like Misty Presence, that fits in like 
the this feels like what the Horizon Walker wants to be. Yes. Oh, that was the other thought. Yeah. I had. You know what I because mean? Because Horizon Walker is a cool idea, and it's but just, they just don't bring it home because they're like it's it's about going to different planes and right. no doom, no detail, no. No. No, oh no, 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 no. You want me to prepare six worlds? Six uh, worlds? Fuck you. Or what if I don't do that? Yeah. What if I just don't? Two of them are just like weird shadow reflections, and even that's too fucking hard. Right. Um. But like, I love this. This is I the most love this complete. Subclass. Unearthed Arcana class I've ever seen. It's a, it's fantastic. I mean, like in I, my opinion. I can't think of like besides the just most, a little editing I can see note. It go right in the book. Yeah, yeah, like as is, just add in the sort of, you know, caveat of whatever yeah. spell slot cost for that one feature. But yeah. other than that, like that's I don't, a wording. Thing yeah, that's too. just a wording thing. That's not even like it's just it's just an editing formatting thing. Yeah, the flavor's uh, fantastic. It's awesome. The me- the mechanics it fit with the flavor. Class. It fits with the class. Yeah, it works. <laughs> it works within the bounds of what a ranger is. But it still has the specific enough flavor that it feels unique. Uh, it doesn't just feel like Dan at Wiz at Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. His kid was like, "I want to, I want to <laughs> play Green Lantern," and he was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna come up with this shit." Like, it doesn't just feel like that. Like, it was like, "Yeah, you want to be a rogue, and you also want to be Green Lantern." Ah, uh, fucking Soul Scythe, yeah. Rain Rogue, whatever. Soul I, knife. Soul knife. A soul, a soul still, still burns. I want to play this ranger. And that is like yeah. this is a ten out of ten or unearthed arcana for me. Like this subclass is uh you knocked it out of the park, boys. Nice. A plus blessings up. Look, you're a lot on red road wizards. The red the red wizards of Thame. Ah well, yeah, I'm into that. I'm into is, that. I think that was a very successful, like, uh, very different stuff throughout that Unearthed Arcana. We really, we really hit it home once we got there to the end. I, yeah. I'm into it. Socking top. That was uh, biscuit meniscus. This, is, this has biscuit been meniscus. biscuit meniscus. Talking shop. <laughs> Talking shop. Biscuit meniscus. Uh, Maybe we should say, like, if there's anything people want to ask, like, if they want us to take a look at certain, like, game mechanics or... or, yeah. or oh, or like, outside systems. of d d yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I, I think we should check out Chaotic Good Games uh, at some point. I've probably already said that. Oh, yeah, pod, yeah, Andrew but... Ferguson's whole deal, who also, if you haven't seen... First of all, you should be following... Uh, uh, also, I, I think he changed. He changed his um, uh, oh, like, his Instagram, uh, his his Insta thing. I think it's um, I believe it's it's Fergs art now. Fergs art. That's uh, right. Is is Andrew Ferguson? It used to be Chaotic Games. Uh, but yeah, so he he's made a game. But also, uh, if you haven't seen, he's taken a couple of clips from the show and done little different uh, animated things like them, like made uh, Andrew's voice into like Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. Wonderful. And uh, and you. into Link, which is also very good. Make all of my days. Oh yeah, it was Queen Force. Queen yeah. Force. Yeah, Joe's Queen Force, and then you're. I found a crystal. I found a crystal. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so definitely. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, so it, why is wait? Sorry, I was opening Instagram to be like, what's his name? And one of our friends is hanging out with Shaq. <laughs> they all need to know. Sorry. Shaq Fu is running loose. You're friends Shaq with Aaron Carter? No, it's Jacob. York? Yes, it was just with Shaq. Sorry, no, I, I got on there to what? look up Andrew Ferguson's Jacob thing, York's and he's like, here you go. Jacob York Shaq. is friends with Shaq. Jacob York probably <laughs> listens to these. Y'all, Jacob York knows Shaq Fu. He, he most certainly knows Shaq Fu. When Jacob, you studied the blade, I studied Shaq Fu. Tell Shaq to listen to Talking Shock. Please, Shaq, no. Talking yeah, no. Shaq. Hey, hey, Talking, hey, what's we will, talking, talking Shaq. Shaq? We will rename it Talking Shaq. It's no longer if Biscuit some, Meniscus. Yeah, if we get some press release with, like, I don't know, the Lakers, let's go. No, yeah, no matter what. Okay, we've sh- so if you, Shaq from the beginning, you were probably confused because at the beginning of this episode, 
episode, we said that it was definitely going to be named Biscuit Meniscus. Uh, but now that you've reached the very end, you you strong few, you, you are know. here. Now you know the real episode title. It's Talking Shack. It's Talking Shack. Hi, Shack. I can't <laughs> wait to talk to you about this on the Discord. Uh, me, me too, Shack. <laughs> I'm never on the Discord, I, but I love all you people. I'm just terrible with my phone. I played a lot of Shaq Fu on my Sega Genesis as a, a young lad. Shaq Fu. This Shaq has Fu. been Shazam. Shacking Shaq. Shacking Shaq. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq. Me, Shaq. Me, Shaq. And me, Abendigo. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>